still in the Christmas season, right? So, but um, this scripture verse, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, was really um, stuck in my mind. And then, um, so I decided to choose these verses to preach today. So our scripture verse today come from Romans chapter 8, verse 22 from 30. It's, it's in... Um, Page number 1755 on the, the Blue Bible. Page number 1755. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of a childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but ourselves, who have the first fruit of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemptions of our bodies. For in the, this hope we were saved, but hope that is sins is not, no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helped us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groan. And he who searches our heart know the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many others, brother and sister. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So uh, many theologians claim that this Romans chapter 8 is the greatest chapter in the whole entire Bible. Romans chapter 8 itself is so rich in, um, it, it involves so many foundation uh, theological background in itself. And it's involved with justification, faith, grace, and sanctification, and the work of the Holy Spirit, and the significance of suffering, resurrection, our hope, and eternal life, it all packed up into this chapter eight. The, the word, each one word itself is, can be a, like the whole book. So it is a really rich chapter in, uh, in the Bible. And this morning I would like to just focusing on um, Romans chapter eight, verse 28. And I would like to break it down into three different pieces as we are going to it. Um, I also, as we just celebrate Christmas, I also want to reflect a little bit on this Christmas. So the reason we celebrate Christmas was we celebrate the Heavenly Father who come to the earth to be born as human being like us so that he may go through every things that we are facing in life 
so that he know and he understand and so that we also understand how he is with us. So I really want to uh, focus on the Emmanuel um, from this reflection of the, the, the last Christmas, which means God with us. So with that in mind, as we are going through this new year, it's a new year, 2022, some of us might think that, wow, 2021, finally over. What a year that we've been going through, right? But let's look into, um, with, with that in mind, let's look into what is God's purpose really in our life as we are going into this new year. So if we look back this 2021, Greenwich, uh, we lost so many lives, so many loved ones, and so many of us has been going through a really hard time. The pandemic happened, and it just the political chaos or whatever, like throwing us, throwing into our life. And if I, I mention about Burma, the people uh, right until this 30th, uh, the, the last, on three days, uh, last past three days, the military has burned down 20 more houses in, um, in Chin State, Tlantlang village. Um, so since the last, within the last four months, there are six house, 600 houses, including churches, has been burned down just for one village. So people are in a homeless situation and people are facing a lot of suffering and pain. So how can we say that these were good? It is so much suffering and pain indeed. But let's look into the first part of verse 28. It said, and we know that in all things God walk for the good. It does not say all things in life we are facing are good. Yet, somehow, God used those things that we are facing and making into something good, creating into something good for, for his glory and for our good. And let's be careful in here, like, Paul is not trying to minimize, oh, your suffering is not that bad, or your pain is not that bad, because those are real, and God knows. And we know that Paul himself, he suffered so greatly. He was in prison many years, and he, he go through a lot of suffering himself. But yet, he faithfully follow God well, and the tax that God given to him. And so through his life, we see that so much fruit coming out. He plants so many churches. And uh, now if we look at the, uh, the New Testament in our Bible, like at least seven books of the Bible is written by him. And another seven is from like his influencer the people who in, he, he influenced wrote the Bible. So there are so much fruit coming out from his suffering that we can see. And there is another story I would like to uh, bring out this morning uh, from Old Testament, is the examples of um, Joseph's story. We all know the story of Joseph, right? 
he was um, he was abandoned into the pit, uh, the pit by his own brother, and was sold in as a slave into another country, and he was like accused, false, uh, and being thrown into prison. And yet, in all of those situations, he was faithful. I imagine sometime he might be thinking that, man, I should maybe wanting to give up or sometime like, you know, go through this sadness. But yet, he faithfully hold on to God. And in the end of the story, we know that Joseph became the second authoritative person in Egypt. And there, when his brother in the famine come to, to get food, they met Joseph. And when they learned that he was their brother whom they just sell in, sold into a slave, they were scared. But yet, Joseph turned to them and said, in Genesis 50, 20, we see that, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Looking into our family um, story, uh, our recent story experience, we were doing really, when we moved to Burma, we were doing, doing really great in ministry and we were so happy to see this um, KIEC building was going up from nothing on the ground and um, by God's grace and God using so many individuals and churches like Greenwich and like you. And we were happy to see all the children coming in and there is a, the, the, the trusted relationship was built among the families and among the neighbor and the community and it was going really great. And by the time of like the end of summertime in 2020, we even have to turn back the student because we only have one classroom and we, we did not have enough space for them. And it was really good to see how God was uh, blessing us with those many students. And then the pandemic hit and we have to close down our school. And then we were thinking, it's not too bad. This time we can use it to build another second building so that we will be ready when the school is open and we can welcome so many students in our life again. And that was our hope. And so we start building on the next, the second building and it was going well. But then in February 1st last, last year, the military took over control of the country and the people are trying to against that injustice and there are lots of fighting starting to develop and gradually there are too many fighting and shooting around the house and we have to leave Burma. It was unexpected, that was not a part of our plan. But when we come here, like just hop on the airplane and Arrived, landed here in America. We did not know what we're gonna be doing and we don't know what the next day gonna be like or the next week or the next month. But God is still with us and God is still walking. 
God used like Greenwich to open up your arms and welcome us into this community. And we get this opportunity to serve Greenwich in some way. God is with us and he know and he used all of this situation into the good. Now let's look into um, the second part of um, verse 28. It said, of those who love him, who have been called, of those who love him and who have been called. So let's be careful that this is not saying for everybody. It said it's for those who love him and those who have been called. So we believers are um, referred to as those who love God throughout the Bible. And those who have been called, we, we believers are referred to that. And so those who have been called are not just the, the, the people who say, oh, maybe, yeah, I can trust in God, maybe. Or maybe, yeah, maybe God is true or real. Yeah, I'm going to church because my parents asked me to do so. Is it, the, the people who love God and the people who have been called really is that the people who commit their life into God and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And for those who love God, God has promised a crown of life. We can see that in James chapter 1, verse 12. That person received the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So we need to ask ourselves today, this morning, are we the one who love God, who have been called? Are we, are we really received that great gift of eternal life? There is a difference between a um, believer and um, a non-believer or a, a Buddhist standpoint of um, perspective in hope. For Christian, not only we have the, the Holy Spirit helping us in our weakness, in our daily life, we have this eternal hope to, to be in union with Christ. And this, this hope and this eternal life is so great that um, Paul is pointing out in Romans 8, uh, verse 18, our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweigh them all. So Paul is looking at Yes, we believer, it's not guaranteed that you're going to face trouble in your life, but yet the Holy Spirit is with us, guiding us in every movement of our life. And beyond that, we have this eternal hope to be in union with God. But for Buddhists, um, 
they don't have this hope. It's pretty depressing to even go to the funeral of a Buddhist person. There, there is no hope. Hope is really like based in your desire. Like you desire one thing, and then if that doesn't happen, then well, you hope for maybe another one that may be better. And um, hope is usually surrounded around like uh, fear in Buddhists, hoping that something that they hope will not actually happen. So there is no hope they have like us believer. It, um, so let's, let's look at into the final um, point of verse 28. It said, according to his purpose, so what is God's purpose? God's purpose for those who love him and who have been called is to be more like Jesus, to be more like him. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, said, to be conformed to the image of his son. And that is God's purpose in our life as a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ. All of our experience, our joy, our success, our suffering, our sadness, all of this thing, God took it and combined it and mixed it together for us to be more like Jesus, for us to be more like him. So all things that we are experiencing in our life, let us trust in God that he is going to do something good for us. So this morning as we are entering into this new year, let us remember that for those who love God, God is with us and he understands every single little thing that we are facing and he knows. In the midst of that storm and suffering, he might not take away that suffering, but he's comforting us and he is with us in the midst of it. And let us trust God in our faithful God, that all things will work together accord, uh, for the good and for his glory in our life. And one day we hope for this, suffering will be swollen up by the greater things and we will be eternally reunited with God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being with us in every situation of our life. Thank you for your guidance in each step that we take as we are entering into this new year, Father. Please continue to help us and guide us so that we may know in all this situation, you will be the one who is holding us in your arm and in your hands and mold our heart to be more like you.
in Jesus' name.